Are you looking to up your LinkedIn game so that you can attract engage with your ideal client? Stay tuned as our guest today has the tips and insights that will help. Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyford, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Well, happy Friday, Emer, or should I say happy Caps Lock Day? Yes, delving into days of the year. I was going to say, have you had any, many beers there? Because, uh, you know, I think you're sounding a bit locked there. <laughs> oh, I keep telling you, I'm the only joke teller on the show, but I, I'll give you that. No, no, actually, oh, I, okay. came ac- I came across this on your favorite website, daysoftheyear.com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, did you know this, this is actually is a thing. Happy Caps Lock Day it came to pass in the year 2000 when Derek Arnold of Iowa Thank you, Derek. Decided that he, like so many other internet users, had simply had enough of people using all caps to emphasize themselves on the web. I think it, it means that you're shouting. Is that right? Shouting at people when you're using caps? Don't be shouting at me. <laughs> okay. Let me get the delete key. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I see you spent your time wisely this week. Like to do my research, you know, mm, keep mm. you happy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but listen, to put some emphasis and give you a caps lock, you know, I know you're going to bring us your your latest insights now, Emer. In yes, it's Emer's experiences—the good, the bad, and the ugly—tips, questions, and even the odd quiz. So it's all about experiences today, and I hope you can lock in your attention here, Mister T. Locked in. Um, mm. As you know, Twitter likes users to enjoy the experience of its new features. Um, And one of the most recent has been Twitter Spaces, which I know our guest does indulge in, where live audio conversations happen. So you can have real time voice conversations on Twitter in these audio style rooms. Um, I quite like them, actually. Mm. Um, The latest night is Twitter is now making ticketed spaces. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, so, mm, so people mm. can buy to actually join the space. Or, or yeah, available to all iOS users at the moment in the US. While the option is not also going to be rolled out to Android, providing another way to monetize in the app. Mm-hmm. It will enable space ho- hosts um, to get a ticket price rather than talking to yourself for nothing. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I should set up a space for my jokes, Emer. Do you think I'm going to buy a ticket? Uh, you'd definitely be on your own. Uh, with 97% of the revenue generated going back to the creator. So you never know. You could actually make a few quid. You never know. I might have to buy my own tickets, maybe. Uh, Just pay myself. Yeah. Well, listen, if you were to reach $50,000 in total earnings, Philip, yeah, between the ticket spaces and super follows. Actually, yeah. people have asked, what is a super follower? It is someone who super follows another Twitter user and will have the special public badge on their profile. Do you have many of those? No. Okay. <laughs> Which will appear... <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't like to appear. <laughs> you know, I I'm just laughing. Um, I was going to say, which will appear when they reply to a creator's tweets. So between all that, there's a lot of potential to re- earn real money, Mr. T, from your audio broadcasts in the app. So they do say it's all good. It's good to talk and network too. 100%. And, you know, Emer, speaking of talking, mm-hmm. that's part of the show and 
And your favorite part of the show, Fur Friday, is now here, Emer. Oh, no, it's not. Home time is. <laughs> no, no, don't go anywhere because it's time for the digital giggle. Red alert! Red alert! Uh, I was hoping you might find the delete function on the keyboard there. <laughs> go on. No, no, no. I, this is actually a good one. And hopefully our guests will maybe raise a chuckle with this one. Um, so, Emer, did you know I've just recently set up a new Facebook page focused completely on herbs? No, really? Yeah, I've. you must check it out. I've posted some great content, so do pop over and check out my timeline. Oh. God. Oh. Here, talking to time is not your home time yet, no? <laughs> Basil, go on. Ding, ding. Move it along. Um, anyway, as ever, all I have to say is, if you find today's joke anyway engaging and would love more of them, you are in luck. Or maybe Woo-hoo. not in luck. Yes, you you can catch Philip's previous jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to the Let's Get Social podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dublin South FM website. And as I always say, speed through the first three minutes and you'll be grand. Or maybe not. There might be some chuckle gold for your next presentation. You know, Christmas it, is coming, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> uh, there's definitely a Christmas cracker here in, 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 in the calling. But listen. Somewhere. Down to the professional part of the show, we are delighted to be joined by a LinkedIn expert, the wonderful Sarah Clay. Sarah is the founder of Sarah Clay Social. As an award-winning social media strategist, Sarah has spent years writing content of all kinds for all businesses through her comprehensive training programs and coaching. She shares a load of knowledge and insights to help people find more clients and ultimately grow their business to new heights using LinkedIn. So, Without further ado, welcome to Let's Get Social, Sarah Clay. Hello, Philip. Hello, Ema. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Sarah, it's great to have you on the show. Before we begin, who do you, how or say, how do you rate? Um, or who, who you do you rate? <laughs> have I even just been, a, just a memory now, Sarah? <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Um, how would you rate our social media digital uh, giggle uh, strategist Mr. Twyford will you remain connected to him on LinkedIn after this last attempt oh crikey I'm desperately <laughs> trying to think of a herb related joke that I could you know a little pun that I could retort with but one isn't coming to mind but yes definitely absolutely I grew up with um the the whole load of bad 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 as in good jokes so yes very at home this I is- suppose you have to have a sense of humor don't you <laughs> Yeah, you could just get your rosemary beads and say a prayer for me. Do you like that? Rosemary? No. Okay. It's gone way over it's my way, head. Yeah, yeah. We remember that from another guest. <laughs> as long as you're not trying to curry favour with me, Philip, that's fine. Oh, I like it. Curry, you brought it in. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. You've got your match now, Philip. I have my match. Yeah, better, better light a fire and get cracking with the show. So uh, Definitely. But Sarah, it is, it's great to have you on today. Um, you know, and obviously anyone that has seen you on LinkedIn or has connected with you or has worked with you, I think they will agree that you have the biggest smile in social media. So uh, so it's um I think it's so comes so really well through your personality that you're so approachable. You communicate this friendly, warm style, which is great. You know, it's great to see really nice people doing really great stuff on on LinkedIn. So well done. Um, And when we were sort of, I suppose, looking to find out more about what you do, kind of 
didn't realize that for two years you practiced law and then you ran a photography business. So how did you end up getting into LinkedIn and training and consultancy and strategy? Oh, that's a very good question. So um, when I was sort of thinking about what to do with my life, I did suggest to my mother that I went into marketing and that didn't go down very well. Um, so I ended up studying law basically to show my uh, my parents that actually I was quite brainy. Um, mm-hmm. well <laughs> it turns out to be not a very bright decision because I hate it. <laughs> You're a law to yourself, sir. I'd say there were some I'd say there were some jokes those days. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up for my main career actually producing TV commercials, which was um oh. was what I did for many, many years. And then mm. Having the kids, blah blah blah. Yeah, decided to do some study photography, so set up my photography business for a couple of years, and ended up working for the local uh, real estate agent. Where we're very little, just mm-hmm. kind of helping out in the office. And after mm-hmm. about a year, I said, "You know, your ads and stuff—they're rubbish." <laughs> <laughs> and they said, oh, "Okay, well, here's a budget. You sort it out." <gasps> Seven years, I ran the marketing department for a uh, chain of local estate agents. And that's yeah. how it started. Completely yeah, it was amazing. And then I got headhunted and went to work for somewhere else as a head of PR in a film company, which was great. And as part of that role, I was looking after their social media. And that's when I fell in love with social media. So I left there, wow. left the day job, studied for a year, got a diploma in social media management. And there we here, go. Here you are. Mm. It's funny, actually, because, you know, a lot of people go, well, I started doing this and mm. then I did something else. It's yeah. a bit like my, I think back to my CV and I went from here to here to here to here. They probably were looking at it going, where's this one going? I mean, it's exactly the same, you know, I mean, you, you diversified, you yeah. tried something, mm. it worked. Um, I think that's how, you know, life should be. You shouldn't just stay in the one lane. Yeah. I think so. And yeah, I think yeah, it makes richer, you know, all the different experiences make you a richer person. And I think you sharing that actually might help somebody else out there who might be sitting at home today thinking, mm. do you know what? I'm really fed up working in that place. I want to do something else. And well, the- your story is quite inspiring. Thank yeah, like well, 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 certainly, like there is that. Um, there is this phenomenon now. I mm. think since we've come out of COVID, called the the big mass resignation. Have you heard of this or seen this in in the UK? Like I know it's happening in parts of Ireland and around the world, where there's people mm. just handing in their notice to. Mm. They've decided after COVID and all of mm-hmm. that that it's now time to go after their passion. Yeah, like uh, or. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. And talking of that, so you're going to go and change direction and you think, do you know what? I'm going to go for a job, but uh, I need to do something with my LinkedIn. And it's great Sarah's here because yeah. there could be somebody listening in. Hopefully at least one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Two, there's two. You have to raise expectations of the guests. There's two, Sarah. <laughs> We're listening to you. We're listening to you. So when it comes to your profile, um, and, you know, having a killer LinkedIn profile, you know, what what may make the difference, you know, for you either getting noticed by your ideal client or not, or a potential employer? You just don't know, there could be different yeah. people thinking, yeah. what tips would you give people when it comes to creating their profile? 
Oh gosh, you know, there are so many. I've, I know, I've, I know. I've written a 16 page document on this. Oh, wow. Okay. What's your top to three tips? Top three tips. Um. <laughs> top three tips. I would say it's your first impression. So your yeah. profile is your shop window and you yeah. want it to look open for business. You want it to be aligned to you mm-hmm. and you want to appeal to your audience. Mm-hmm. Pay really, really careful attention to your photo. Have mm-hmm. a really nice photo that's recent, engaging, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your banner is a lot of people don't realize how important your banner or your background image is. It's mm-hmm. yeah. really, it's huge visual aid and you can put loads of stuff in there. Um, and I was going to say, just in case somebody's not sure about that, that's that like big gray wall, I call it, you know, when you go into somebody's profile and you go, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Exactly. Yeah. We say to people, if you're using the one that LinkedIn give you, which is that kind of grey thing, mm. it's yeah. like going for a job interview wearing somebody else's jacket. It doesn't ah. really fit you. It doesn't yeah. really suit you. It doesn't say anything about you. Mm-hmm. So use your banner to project how you want to be seen. Mm. So if, for example, example you've done a couple of speaking gigs and you want to do more get mm-hmm. some photos of you at those speaking gigs up on your banner and people think ah she's a speaker or he's a speaker mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's that but the next thing i would get people to concentrate on is their headline which is the sort of 220 characters that you have which sits just below your photo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because it goes with you everywhere you go on LinkedIn. So every time you comment, every time you post, that first, those first few characters go with you absolutely everywhere. So anybody reading those, they need to know exactly what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. And it's important to, to really quite, you know, be quite niche about this or niche, as they say in, in the States. Yeah. Because if you're trying to be a sort of one shop fits all, you're not really going to appeal to anybody. Mm. But if you True. can niche down, yeah. And if you can niche mm. down and say, I help these kinds of people, yes. then when those kinds of people see that, it's going to resonate with them. And they can mm. think, ha, this person can help me. I was yeah. going to say, that's why Philip should actually highlight social media comedian. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy's a joke. Look at his profile. Let's click off. <laughs> <laughs> Have you spoken to Sarah Clay? You might need to fill up. <laughs> um, like, tell me this, Sarah. Like, I am. I'm right in saying this that obviously, the critical nature of that headline and even that that bio text is because of the search functionality that you know people are putting in. You know, a, a search for maybe a particular niche or expertise in a particular area. That if you have some of those keywords in there, that your profile could potentially be found. Is that is that fair to say? It's absolutely fair to say, Philip. Yeah, no, that's a really, really valid point. Um, so if you're using keywords in your profile, then you'll get found for those keywords. And when, when we're talking about keywords, for those people who don't know, it's, they say, it sounds really complicated. Keywords, oh, what are they? Yeah, yeah. But actually, all they are is the words that people will type in when they're looking for your goods or your services. Mm. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you're a social media marketer, make sure you've got the words social media marketer, social media marketer, all of those words uh-huh. peppered in your, um, throughout your profile, in your about section or um, in your headline. So yeah. that people search them, then boom, you come up. And also recruiters have, um, I don't know what it's called, the recruiting tool that actually scans the words, doesn't it, of people's profiles. Mm. Yeah. So they come up in a search that way. So they're, yeah, you're absolutely right, Philip. Keywords yeah. are really, really important. It, it, it's, it's interesting because as you were mentioning Emer about and we were talking about you know the great resignation and stuff like that mm-hmm. you, 
I always feel it's a, a no, no. I don't know what you think, Emer or Sarah, but I see an awful lot of more profiles these days where they literally might have name um, looking for a new job or uh, looking for a career change. And I'm not too sure if I feel that's the right approach. I don't think it's the right approach. Um, or looking for a new opportunity. Looking for a new opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. They need to identify what they want. That is before yeah. they start telling people because who's going to say, "Oh, you're looking for a new opportunity? Well, yeah. come and work with me." I don't think that that would work. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Be more focused than that. I, I actually agree with you because I think you know then it can be quite often because you could look. I'm not being funny, and I I don't want to say this, but it can look a little bit like desperate Dan. Yeah, desperation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I remember I was doing a, I don't know f- what the context was, but I was doing a bit of research in relation to um, headlines on bios. And this mm-hmm. post came up about some of the most outrageous kind of headlines that people had put. Oh, go in. on. And, and one of them was, <laughs> I'm a real go-getter. I go get, stay out of my way. <laughs> oh my God. Like, okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you work in. I'd love to know what they go and get. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna, you go get nothing, fool. <laughs> it was just like I take it that's not on your headline. That's one of them. Deleted it before we come yeah. on. Uh, okay. <laughs> just as well. Just as well. Just as well. Um, actually, um, Sarah, uh, you actually had written a blog. Um, how to use a LinkedIn cover story to strengthen your brand message? This might help you, Philip. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Can I ask it? What is this, and how can a business set it up and use it? Ah, okay. So, cover story is like Harry Potter. So, you know, on Harry Potter, where the pictures come to life, it's yes. like yeah, that. Yes. it's fantastic. So, you go to somebody's profile, and there's their profile photo. Then all of a sudden, it turns into a little video. Oh yeah, they're like thirty seconds long. They are. They are indeed 30 seconds long. Um, And I advise anybody who has it, I think it's been rolled out to most people now. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll know if you've got the facility to record a cover story because you get this kind of orangey brownie ring around your um, your Mm -hmm. profile photo on your your mobile app. You can't record it on your um, your desktop. desktop. So on your mobile app. So what you need to do is record 30 seconds of something, which I'll help you in in a sec and then you upload that into your cover story so that when people look at your profile they get a video message of you rather than the still photo interesting Mm -hmm. very good so um, you could actually, for people that actually, my name can be a bit of a challenge I have people that would call me Elmer, Amir Imer, the list goes on so um yeah, I like the pronounce the little voice recording beside that. You can actually do that. But yeah. the video could it be helpful to people that have a challenging name, one of mm. like the Irish names, Philip, you know, like yeah. Siobhan. Siobhan. <laughs> Siobhan. Rory, who's R A I D H at the end. Rurahid. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a difficult one. Yeah, like my my wife's name is Neve. It's spelled N-I-A-M-H. And the amount of times for people outside of Ireland, that she's called Nyamph. Oh, hey, Nyamph. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like she's from Lord of the Rings. Nyamph. I am. You know, <laughs> <elf queen, you laughs> know. <laughs> so, um, but like, yeah, like that's a, that's an interesting one, I suppose, the, the, the LinkedIn cover and obviously mixed in with the the audio piece. Um, mm. Like a question that myself and Emer get quite a lot, Sarah, and be great to get your thoughts on is, 
from a business who are trying to come up with, I suppose, consistent and relevant content for their profile, are, are there specific types of content that you see that LinkedIn loves? Like I know polls are so popular, et cetera, but uh, what, what have you seen as really working for businesses? Polls are really popular. Um, they're, they're getting a bit of bad press at the moment, though, because they're just being overused. But yeah. hey, let's not go there. Yeah. But um, but it's like with anything, it's about your audience. So it's all very well posting stuff for LinkedIn, you know, because LinkedIn seem to be kind of putting a bit of a favour on polls at the moment. But it's about your audience and what they want at the end mm. of the day. Yeah. Um, and I always say to my clients is to experiment with different styles and different types of content because you've mm-hmm. got so many different ways that you can publish your content. You've got articles, you've got document posts, you've got long posts, short posts, all of those kinds of things with an image, without an image. So try all those. But with regards to looking at your content um, and how you're going to structure your content, your strategy is what I have a system of um, buckets, content buckets. So I have these kind of categories, if you like, Mm. so that your content is varied. So maybe one category might be, let's talk about actually how we can help our customers. Mm -hmm. Another category might be FAQs that we get. So when people ring up and say, you know, how much do you cost? How do I work with you? Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, post a mixture. And the other content which really does work is what I call behind the scenes Mm. content. So, you know, flip the camera around and show what, you know, show what your desk looks like. Talk about um, all, you know, how how you get to work even and how you... Mm. Your, your raison d'etre, you know, how you ended up doing what you're doing. Mm. And those posts get great engagement because at the end of the day, it's all very well being a business, but people work with people. That's right. And what they want to know is what's going on behind. Yeah. Um, and actually, I saw a fantastic post this morning. Um, blessed if I can remember the name of the company, but it was a, a law firm. And what they'd done was um, a focus on their new trainee. And it was her getting ready to come into work. So she was at home with her mum. Wow. It was a journey to work. It was a beautifully shot and edited film, has mm. to be said. It was obviously professionally done, mm. but it was her story. And as she walked from the tube to the office, she talked about how she ended up working there. And it was so engaging. Mm. It was the life, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it really was. It was lovely. Um, that can and- be a bit of a challenge if you work from home because you just go from the... <laughs> The stairs. Just walk around my PJs, you know, over the bed. This is me walking out the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're you're actually you're very good at doing all that. I cover, I suppose, let's just say, practicing what you preach. You know, because mm. you engage with your audience. Like kind of, I, I remember, I, I I can't remember if it was on LinkedIn or Insta, but you were even say engaging your audience about say um the the types of kind of glasses you were wearing. I remember there was a cool red pair of glasses. I think it was. And your audience were kind of there, oh, we love this one or whatever. And then, you know, this is my desk and this is my day. So so I suppose you're right. It is about people wanting to connect and get to know the people or person behind the business. Um, Absolutely. And I think as as solopreneurs, it's important that actually you view yourself as, as a brand. You're mm-hmm. your own brand. Yeah. And it's important that you're always consistent. You're always on brand. And I don't just mean about talking, you know, about the colours that you, you know, you're with or whatever. It's about your whole ethos. And yes. who you are. Um, I'm a very open 
person um and actually the the post about the glasses was bonkers because i was i'm literally i am you know it was a genuine post i am looking for a pair of glasses tried this pair on really wasn't sure popped it up on linkedin what do you think of this and it got as you saw you know it got yeah. a lot of engagement because people love being invested in you as a as a person yeah yeah and people like uh, to be asked questions and their opinion and yeah. then it's great feedback then you know for you um and your business yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can ask questions like, how do you like to learn? You know, if you're if you're teaching, mm. you can ask, how do you like to learn long, you know, give options or whatever. Mm. But that's going to mm. help you tailor your workshops or whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Ema. You can definitely use it to find out really relevant information. Because at the end of the day, social media is all about being social and it's not selling. And I think that's the problem. You know, people don't see that. Um, You know, they just, they would say to Philip, oh, I just want to get out there and I should be here, there and everywhere. And it doesn't work. You know, you know, if you're a B2B, definitely LinkedIn is for you. Mm. Um, But there's that element of patience, you know, mm. you probably see this, Sarah, that businesses are, get so excited. They're getting on LinkedIn. We're getting a, a content mm. strategy going. But then after two weeks, where are all the leads coming, you know, and this kind of this kind of, well, it, it does take time. There needs mm-hmm. patience. You need engagement, build the relationships, build the trust. Um, it doesn't. It's a bit, it's a bit like us on this video show. It is. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Patience. Patience. <laughs> yeah. A lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Though. And you have to be consistent and not, yes. you know, don't lose faith in the whole thing because yeah. that's yeah. a lot of people do that. Um, and that's why I set up my um, my academy, which is a, a membership, so people keep going and keep going. And they've yeah. got a they've got the accountability to keep posting, keep commenting, and keep going on LinkedIn. And yeah. then all of a sudden, they'll see the results start to come in, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, great! This is really it's really been worth it. Yeah. yeah. But I think, as you were saying earlier, it's like getting the foundations right. You know what the first impressions and building from that, um, uh, because otherwise you're not going to look. Or be what people expect. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, um, going from that, um, Sarah, when it comes to following or connecting on LinkedIn, um, that's the other thing people seem to get a bit confused with. Um, who do you connect with? Who do you accept connections from? Um, is it better to follow first, then connect? What, what's your take on things there? Oh yeah, that the old uh, the old follow connect question. Mm. Um, <laughs> Sorry, no, no, it's it's How could such you, a, You've upset uh, no, Sarah. It's such, a, um, <laughs> it's such a controversial question because there is no you know people have different views. So the difference between following and connecting, I suppose people will will want to know that mm. because I do find that as LinkedIn marketing people we do tend to assume that people know but they don't so connecting is a two-way process Mm -hmm. so you ask someone to connect with you and then you're not actually connected with them that connection request stays pending until they um, accept your connection request it's a bit like on Facebook like a friend request kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah following it's a one-way process you can follow anybody you like Mm -hmm. Um, either way you get when you follow somebody or when you're connected with somebody, their content will start to populate your feed. So you'll start to see what they're posting about. Mm-hmm. So um, let's cover whether you should follow somebody or connect with somebody first. My view, and it's not the same as everybody else's view, is to connect because yeah. it's about building relationships. 
So unless it's somebody like, I don't know, Simon Sinek or um, I don't know, Richard Branson, if I really fancied having his content in my feed, I would follow them because there's Mm. absolutely no way that they are going to accept my connection request because they're just too big and lofty and and, Mm -hmm. aren't Mm -hmm. interested in me. So um, I'll follow them. They're lost, Sarah. That's all I say. They're lost. Again, Philip? They're lost. Is, yeah. They should Definitely. be interested. Well, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I agree. You yeah. tell them. Yeah. You yeah. T- Richard, Next time you're chatting to Simon up, Sonny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go. You give him a little. Give him a. Give him a shout there, Philip. Yeah. I yeah. Will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Please go on. <laughs> <laughs> so. so but to me, it's about building the relationships. It's about the connecting. It's about the, you know, it's a two-way process. It's a, it's a relationship building. So I would always connect with people. Mm. Um, some, I know there are some LinkedIn trainers that say follow first for a while and then connect, but I don't, I don't see the value in that. To me, mm. it's about connecting and building that relationship. Yeah. Um, but build it up slowly. Don't just go straight in and clobber them with a, I want to be your best friend. I mean, you, of course. you wouldn't, you wouldn't some people might ask you know you, you to marry them on a first date but it you know you want to build that relationship and when you connect with somebody a really really key thing is send a note oh yeah to them you know oh, yeah oh yeah i i hate getting those you know um requests and not a word yeah it's yeah. just they picked you and said, "Oh, maybe she'll do that." Or they send you a, a message that would say, uh, "We are, we have like you know uh, people we know together, all That's that it. kind of." And I'm like going, "No, I want I don't to know. join your network, I, I want to join your network." Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, why? Why do you want to join my network? Yeah. Exactly why? Yeah, that exactly. is actually a good question. Well, it's like you're in the playground and somebody comes up to you and be your best friend. Well, why do you want to be my best friend? You know, mm. do I want to be your best friend? Let's let's work this out and see if we've got a packet of smarties. Yeah, I want to be your friend. Ah, that's a strategy. Like, Thousands of followers. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Give me the smarties. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, actually, Sarah, on, on that point, I have a two part question for you. Um, oh, gosh, OK, I'm ready. It's OK. It's OK. No, I suppose. The first part really is more just an observation and to get your thoughts on this. There's been a couple of situations. I don't know if you've had this email where I wanted to connect with someone, but when you go to click the connect button, it pops up. uh, You've to put in their email to demonstrate that you know them. And for me personally, that's a bit of a turnoff. I think, you know, like, Mm. uh, you know, you're sort of potentially missing out on on valuable connection requests by because you might not necessarily know the email they're using. So mm. I'm not too sure what your thoughts are about that, Sarah. And the, the main question, though, leading on about what Emer was saying with, with connection requests, is there, a, is there a best practice that you would tend to advise clients for sending out connection requests and then the process of when someone accepts your request? Okay, so let's tackle the email address uh, thing first. So I always thought this was slightly odd because, mm. you know, for me, I'm on LinkedIn and, you know, we surely we're all on LinkedIn to build our network and to meet more people. Yes. So we should be as open as possible until I met um, a guy called Craig Langley, who's become a very good friend of mine. Mm. Um, and he 
works in the automotive industry in a very sort of niche area. And he was getting so many requests to connect with people that he didn't really want to connect with. Mm. So that he turned that feature on sure. because he just had to, he was just bombarded and he yes. had to limit his thing. So I think unless you're really getting bombarded with um, spammy requests or, you know, whatever, or, or mm. just too many, yes. you mm. need to be as open as yeah. open as you possibly can. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, good, that's good advice. Well, to be honest, isn't it the say they say you're best to connect with people um, that you can help and they can help you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's no point in just going around connecting with just any Tom, Dick, or Philip. (sighs) No, there isn't. I like that. You like that, Sarah? (laughs) Get this call is over. He's going to put his bombards, you know, with uh, every joke from every show. We've done <laughs> n- over 90 episodes, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's worrying. Hey, make sure you put the email, uh, you know, uh, gateway uh, up in front before he yeah. tries it, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that 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 is that is good advice. Obviously, if you are getting completely bombarded, but then using that, that, that gatekeeper type function is mm-hmm. probably wise. And then the whole connection story, because as Emer said, and I'm sure you've got them, Sarah, I've got them where either it's been unpersonalized or you've decided to connect with somebody who sends them in person. But then as soon as you connect with them, oh, yeah. you get a whole diatribe of, of sales. And it's a um, cut and paste, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, like, how do you approach the whole connection strategy, connection when they do connect kind of process? So for me, every connection is an opportunity. Mm. Not necessarily an opportunity to sell to them, but an opportunity for me to grow grow my network, to meet somebody mm-hmm. interesting, to learn, because LinkedIn's mm-hmm. about learning as well. You know, you oh, yeah. loads yeah. of people. Um, and to connect with like-minded people to enrich your experience. So, you know, you guys, for example, we've met on LinkedIn. We haven't met mm-hmm. anywhere else. Um, and it's great to build all of these relationships. Mm-hmm. And we can all help each other. So, The point for me is that, you know, first of all, always check the person's profile. So if somebody sent you a connection request or you Mm -hmm. want to connect with somebody, check their profile first. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of fake profiles around and they're people you may not want in your network. Because once you start inviting people into your connections who aren't really aligned with anything to do with you, your LinkedIn feed is going to start to be filled with stuff that just doesn't interest you. Mm. And your whole experience on LinkedIn is going to be thwarted. It's just, you're not just going to not enjoy yourself. Yes. And I meet people all the time who say, oh, my LinkedIn feed is full of rubbish. And I say, well, Let's get rid of those connections mm. and let's mm. clean it all up. Yeah. No, I can't get rid of connections because then my numbers will go down. It doesn't matter. It's not about numbers. It's not about the you know quantity. It's the quality, the quality yeah. exactly. of those connections. And it's like if you were selling handbags, you wouldn't go to a football stadium to try to sell handbags, even though there's loads and loads of people there. Not many of them are going to be interested in buying handbags. You're better off going down to the market less people but much more chance that they're going to be interested in buying handbags for example yeah. mm-hmm. keep your audience where you you know who you want it to be but it you know i'll say you know again and again it's about building relationships so once you've connected with somebody don't just leave them and forget about them follow their content comment on their posts mm-hmm. and try and build up a relationship with them and at some point you may get to a point where you want to what i call link out 
with somebody, which I what I'm called linking out, is when you take that relationship off LinkedIn and say, Do you want to meet for a virtual coffee? Do you want a real coffee if you know if that's possible? Oh yeah. yeah. And really, really build that relationship. And I've met some amazing people from doing that, incredible people. So I moderate um a room in Clubhouse with three people that I met on LinkedIn and all three of us invited each other to link out at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Clubhouse opened, I thought, oh, who do I want to mod a room with? And I chose these three people. Very you good. know, they're all over the world. One's in Israel, America, Ireland, you know, it's great. Mm, brilliant. Yeah, I have to say it's that opportunity. You kind of go, you know, take it from the online to the offline. Mm. And, yeah. you know, it's a bit like when you go to events and you're using Twitter, um, you know, and you start to see who's there using the hashtag. You know, I would say sometimes to B2B clients that I work with, have the link in your Twitter bio, your LinkedIn profile link, mm. uh, and then, you know, connect with them then over on LinkedIn and then mm. hopefully take the the conversation offline offline yeah yeah 100 yeah yeah um actually that was one thing i was going to say to you with your uh list because when you start off on linkedin you connect nearly with everybody don't you go oh i'll pick that person i'll pick that person um you can actually download your list sarah can't you and you can actually go in and see who you connected with maybe five years ago and go well i'm going to remove them and thankfully they don't know you when when you do remove them yeah yeah, there's no notification yeah no there's no notification the only way that somebody would know if you've removed them as a connection if they go to your profile and it Mm -hmm. says connect rather than you know yeah you know that's the only way they'd know um but yes you can go into your settings and download and get LinkedIn will send you mm-hmm. um, your all your connections. Um, I think they send it to you in two parts, depending how many you've got, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it takes 48 hours or something. But, yeah, it's a good thing to do every now and again. But you can also go into your, you know, your settings on LinkedIn and go through your connections and followers and have a look at them and, and clean up that way. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And actually then you might start to have real content that actually mm-hmm. is in line with what you are now looking at, you know. Yeah. As opposed to like what Sarah was a couple of years ago was in the law field. And now she's in the LinkedIn field. Yes. And so yeah. anything to do with law probably doesn't interest you anymore, does it, Sarah? No, I mean, law was many years ago and it was before it was probably it was, it was before LinkedIn was invented, probably um, thinking, revealing my age. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no. Was, no, 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 um, no. But yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm working with a client at the moment. She's recently set up her own business. You know, again, like um, the what do you call them? The great resignation. Yeah. Philip, mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of people potentially that you've been working with that you actually don't want them to be pestering you on LinkedIn anymore because mm-hmm. now you're doing something different, and they could actually hamper your chances of your progress in your new field. Yeah. So. Those are the kind of people I would definitely advise that you you lose the connection from, definitely. Very good. Um, Especially if they're a new competitor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, something that's interesting that we just wanted to as well get your thoughts on, Sarah, was we obviously, we all associate the hashtag with Twitter and obviously with Instagram, but are LinkedIn hashtags, are, are they becoming a powerful way to increase reach and visibility? And, and how do you think businesses should use them? Good question. Yes. Um, Yes. Hashtags are a thing now on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, There's been some research done quite recently, actually, some very detailed research about 
into hashtags. I didn't do it. Mm. Um, and the current thinking is for personal profiles, when you're posting on your personal profile and actually on your company profile, is mm. to use between three and five hashtags only. Right. So if you're using more than that, the LinkedIn algorithm will think you're being a bit spammy and mm. they, you know, you your content won't get pushed Downgraded. out, pushed yeah. out or whatever. Right. Um, the other way for companies to use hashtags, which is a great tool, is you have you can have three chosen hashtags that you follow as a right. company page. And a lot of companies don't understand what this means and you know what they should use as their hashtags. Basically, what they should use these hashtags for is hashtags that they want to be known for. Mm. Um, and or they like a branded hashtag scenario nearly. That's well, branded hashtags are are the way forward, definitely. And they're yeah. growing and growing on LinkedIn. And what, what we mean by those is when you create your own hashtag. Yeah. So mine is LinkedIn Simplified, because that's what right. I do, Simplified LinkedIn. And I use it on all my posts, every mm. single post. I hashtag one of my three, three to five hashtags is LinkedIn Simplified. Mm-hmm. Um, and I encourage people to follow my hashtag because then if they want to find any of my content, all they do is type into the search that hashtag and they can find any post I've written. Mm, and it's, it's, it's just a really yeah. easy way to find, find um, information. They're like a filing system, aren't they? Hashtags. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like we have ours for the radio show. Um, yeah. I have my mm-hmm. own curly marketer tip and yeah. it's the same premise on Twitter, you know, when someone mm. clicks any of those hashtags, all of my content kind of comes up, you know, which is great. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? But I always believe it's a great thing, but maybe oh, what okay. they do and the, the audience, they're going to go, geez, this guy. Huh? No, it's a good thing. And the other oh. thing. No, no, I'm saying Sarah. For, no, it's his. Oh, it's him. him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Seymour. Yeah. We're friends. Hey, look, it's got the word curly in it. I'm going to oh. like it, Philip. All right. Uh, Thanks so much. Being a fellow curly. Yeah. <laughs> You never know. The hairdryer gets used a huge amount in my house, you know, primarily by me. So, uh, so. yeah, I can't see many curls on your on you now, Philip. You know, you're you're pulling them out. You let let them let them free. I let them free. <laughs> the next time we wheeze out, I'll be I'll be nice and curled. <laughs> Often curled, Often you know. Curled, yeah. Um, talking of engagement, because that is what you know. Being on social media, it's not all about what you post. You don't have to post every day. Would I be right, Sarah, on LinkedIn? You know, um, that's actually a question people do ask us because mm. we're all about engagement, you know. Um, but the posting strategy, um, would you recommend people post weekends or during the week or both? Or Good question. So, in fact, I did, because um, I'm also on Instagram as well, and I do my silly stuff on there. And I did um I did a an Instagram reel last Saturday morning because I hopped onto LinkedIn waiting for my husband because we were going shopping and he was doing his exercises or something. Probably a little bit personal. You didn't need to know that. But anyway, you didn't know. <laughs> for him. I, I, I cycled every morning, noon, and night, Sarah. He does, he does. <laughs> do you? Oh, I'm intrigued. Every day. Every morning, six o'clock, on with the padded pants and it's too oh, much. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm out at six every 
going to not cycling at the moment, but yes, I love that. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving so on. I'm, you know, I'm I'm twiddling around on my LinkedIn, engaging and chatting to people on LinkedIn. And it honestly, it was kicking. It was absolutely kicking. Saturday morning is such a busy time. So I hopped over to Instagram and did a reel about get over to LinkedIn now. It's kicking over there. And <laughs> you thought I was mad, of course. But the thing about the weekends on LinkedIn is that there are less people there for sure, mm. but the people that are there have got a bit more time. Right. So the that conversations can be richer and deeper mm. and people yeah. are posting more personal stuff at the weekend. And there is a hashtag actually that somebody's trying to promote, which is weekends are for family posts. I think it is um, to encourage this, to encourage right. us to put the personal stuff up at mm-hmm. the weekends and talk about the personal stuff. But it's a, it's a really nice time to be mm. on LinkedIn. It's a so, slightly- so Philip will have to get his bike out and go hashtag cycling, hashtag, you know, yeah. mar- I'll be there. You old, know, man in, old man in tights. Padded tights, old man in padded. That's too long. That's too long. Hashtag. That's too long. Hashtag. Like there is, I have seen this, Sarah, and I think I think you actually were great to actually jump on it. But there, there does seem to be on LinkedIn. I, I don't know if it's only just among, um, uh, with with women, but there seems to be, uh, um, people putting up pictures of themselves when they were kids. Mm. And talk and talking about their story, like I think you you did it, and you talked about how you came from. I think you had five or six brothers, etc. And and here you are now. Your journey that seems to be something that's quite popular on LinkedIn at the moment. You survive was five or six brothers. That's yeah. that's a journey in itself. Yeah, yeah, six six of them. Wow. And I'm wow. Yeah, um, just about just managed through the skin of my teeth. Um, that was a um, that was a charity called. Girls International, I think it was, who promoted this hashtag. And I think it's an annual thing Mm. called This Little Girl Is Me. And it was was to inspire young girls to, to, you know, to read stories of how we got, how women got to where they were and what Mm. they did and how they got there to sort of inspire younger girls. That's actually a good idea. I can do that. Yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, some of them were really raw. I mean, I I left out a lot of, you know, a lot of the detail in mind, but the the message was, as you quite, quite rightly said, it took me a while to find my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it was drowned out by these six loud boys who are all lovely and, you know, whatever. But, um, and finally, you know, and that, hence doing the law degree, trying to be somebody I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a lot of the posts were about that. A lot of the posts, these women said, you know, we all did something to please somebody else. But yeah. as we grew older, we realized we didn't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them were really inspirational and, you know, very moving, very mm-hmm. emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I think everyone said, you know, when you do start out, you you, tr- you you do try and please the parents and you do try and please your peers. And then as you get older, you you think, you know what, you know, life is too short and I want to do something that I am. I may be happy or talented at mm. maybe baking a cake, Philip, or whatever it is. Oh God, uh, <laughs> we, we've, been, uh, we've done 90 plus shows, 90 plus baking references. Any more can't bake? No, no, no. No, I'm married to a chef, so I get out of that one. Oh um, my word! No, well, no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to compete, do you? No, but I, I'm just trying to say, like, you know, you, you start out and you you think you have to stay in, you mm, know, and do yeah. what everybody else thinks mm. you should do, and then mm. you think, no, I'm going to do something else, and that story about you know to other younger versions of yourself 
um, that, you know, I'm I'm going to do this. Unfortunately, like I, I'm thinking now my younger ver- version of myself, there was no uh, there was no social media in my no. future. But now it is. So you just don't know what's around the corner. Well, well that's it. You really don't. Um, I suppose just enjoy each day as it comes and live it to the best you can, really. Yeah. Um, Would it be an idea, actually, before I, I, we I, I throw it a quick question in here? Would it be an idea? Could you put a little bit of that kind of um, for, you know, like something about yourself in your about section of LinkedIn that, you know, I started out as this and now I've moved into this? You know, do people kind of do that or should they not do that they should definitely do that yeah 100 they should do that i always oh. say um a paragraph maybe at the end mm. to you know say you know a little bit about me because that's what that's the conversation starter yeah it's not how much do you charge um you know can you help me it's it's mm-hmm. gonna be oh you like giraffes i love giraffes or you know you love skiing i love skiing it's going to be that. And it's that kind of, um, as I say, a conversation starter, but you're also showing the humanity, showing the real you. Yeah. And I think it is important to have some personal stuff in mm. your uh, in your about section. And your, um, my brain's gone dead. Yes, your you're about section. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, because I think sometimes people think you have to keep it all business. And, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think you're right. I think too, I think they were all human. You know, and we're all trying to do the best we can, you know, mm. and, mm. you know, when people find out I do cycling or I used to do kickboxing, it does create a rapport with people because, they say, oh, mm. I do kickboxing. And then there's sort of there's a commonality there, you know, to start a conversation. That's so true. You know, yeah. um, like Sarah, this has been a a brilliantly enlightening chat. We are winding down towards the end. I think we've probably about maybe between five and six minutes left. So probably time for two more questions if we can. Um, Mistakes that you see business and people making on LinkedIn that may be hurting their chances of being found or missing out on potential leads. What do you see are the the common ones? Obviously, we've talked about profile and and bio. Um, Any other things that you feel business are, are doing that maybe we need to shout out about? Yeah, I think it's, well, there's two things. One is not being consistent on the platform, mm. which I know we have talked about. But the other thing is is the me, me, me yes. um, problem. So it's not really about you as the, as the, 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 the business owner. It's about what you can bring to your audience and your potential clients. So every time you use the word I or me, just stop and think, Ah, I'm talking about myself here. How can I mm. flip this around? Mm. So instead of saying I'm brilliant at, you know, or, or we as a company are brilliant at this thing, just rephrase that and think by being good at this thing, we can help you do this. Mm. Or we can help you do this because we're good at this. Yeah. And it just makes your whole, you know, it makes it much more readable. It makes it much more interesting. And it really talks to the people that are reading it. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of that, as myself and you are here, uh, and even a number of other guests that we've spoken to, is that whole element of service. How can I be of service to my community? Mm, yeah. um, how can I help? Uh, because through that that wanting to help and be of service, that then the opportunities open themselves up. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I was going to say, you know, um, as you know, social media is ever evolving um, and there's always new features coming up. Um, 
what are your thoughts on, you know, dark mode? Um, the, you know, I keep saying to people, oh, don't be worrying about all the new features, you know, just get focused and get the, the mm. foundations right. And I'm looking um, as professional as possible with your LinkedIn profile. Um, what are your thoughts about that, Sarah? Good point. Um, and in fact, that's, you know, when I'm working with clients who are, I work with a lot of clients who are quite new to LinkedIn or they're revisiting LinkedIn after a mm. period of time. And the last thing they need is, uh, you know, things overcomplicated. Yeah. So for example, I've got, you know, in my, uh, my membership, um, I keep saying to them, let's not worry about cover story yet. Let's leave it because they're not comfortable yet on video. Mm-hmm. Um, although you don't have to put yourself in your cover story video, which is another <laughs> a whole nother conversation. But um, yeah, I do try to keep it, keep it as simple as possible for them. But one of the features that was a feature until recently, which was uh, LinkedIn stories, which yeah. I really liked stories. I mean, they worked in a similar way to Instagram stories and I really liked them and they took them away. I was very sad, but yeah. um, dark mode is, I think this is, it's a good thing. It's a personal, it's a personal option. If you want to view in dark mode, I think it, it's supposed to help your rest your eyes and mm. it's less, I think it uses less resources in your computer or your phone. Um the problem with dark mode, dark mode for me is when I'm teaching, I teach a lot on Zoom and mm. it doesn't really work. People can't see the features as well. So mm. I can't really use it for that purpose. I think it's a good idea to keep reasonably up to date. But Ema, I think you've absolutely nailed it when you said just get the basics right. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise you're just going to get, you know, oh, I should be using this app to, you know, enhance this and all the other. Exactly. And I go, no, you don't. You just because otherwise you're going to get nothing else done. Absolutely. You know, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Just get building those relationships and putting yeah. in content and-, and connecting with people that tell good jokes. Yeah. Like yeah. these. Thank you, Emer, for that. Uh, but, uh, but I think that's a great way to sort of kind of come to our close. You've hit the nail there, Sarah. It's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. And if you put that as being your core ethos right across all of social about sharing content that's going to serve and help and build relationships, mm-hmm. then that's a pretty solid strategy, you know. And people buy from people they get to know, like, and trust. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, Sarah, this has been, this has been amazing. You're a wealth of LinkedIn knowledge. And what's great is it's all common sense and actionable. You know, all the listeners today will be able to implement what you've said today, today Mm -hmm. to start seeing benefits. So, uh, so thanks so much for, for coming on. It's been great. It has, it has indeed. Um, I was going to say to you, Sarah, where can people go for more information about you? Um, And uh, can they go and connect with you on LinkedIn? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they most certainly can. They can, got, they can search me on LinkedIn. I don't think I'm hard to find. I'm the one that's purple and orange. Well, not me personally. Um, <laughs> um, uh, or they can follow my hashtag, which is LinkedIn Simplified, and find me that way. But yes, I'm very Good. easy to find on LinkedIn. And uh, and yeah, you have on your website, you have loads of wonderful resources, like you mentioned, your your 16-page downloadable mm. great blogs and you have your linking out club as well so uh so there's loads of stuff there that people can uh, engage with and no that. doubt there will be more updates regarding linkedin and now that we've got the foundations right we'll have to get sarah to come back philip to oh. get us all even more up to speed what do you think 
Absolutely. Once my joke hasn't scared you off, Sarah, and you'll come <laughs> back for another one. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a, that's a few moment for myself and Emer. So uh, definitely. So if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, on the Dublin South FM website. So please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all the stuff to say is I've been Philip Twy for The Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.